Hello, Trashbox listeners. This is Emily Richardson, and welcome to Trashbox, a Real Housewives podcast. Well, it's mostly just me this week because I got too lazy to book a guest. <laughs> uh, so this week, I will be talking about the Salt Lake City trailer. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Beverly Hills, also, oh my god, and also fuck you, Rinna. Seriously, all my notes are just fuck off, Lisa Rinna. Then we're going to get into Potomac, which I feel is kind of a good, mm, not filler episode. There are no filler episodes of Potomac, but more of like a setup episode for some nice, fun Williamsburg drama. And then finally, we are going to do a little New York recap. So... Me and my boyfriend, Ellie, watched New York on Wednesday, I believe. And afterwards, we recorded a little thing about it because Ellie was very passionate about Black Shabbat because he is Jewish and he had things to say. And you know what? Why not let him? Because I'm sure you guys don't want to hear my voice ad nauseum, as Sutton would say, um, all by myself this week. I actually don't even know what ad nauseum means, really. I mean, from what, how how Sutton used it to describe how many times she had read the LA Times article, I would say it means a lot. So let's start with the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City trailer. I'm just going to give you my first impressions here. Thank God. Thank God these women are back. I mean, I remember when we initially heard about Jen Shaw and all the um, the indictment and being brought up on federal charges. You know me. I don't know anything about the law, especially American law. But my initial worry was, oh, fuck, it's a federal case. They're not going to show us anything. But um, it sounds like they're really going to go there. And it sounds and it looks like some, somebody wrote on um, Reddit. It looks like the Erica storyline on steroids. And I completely agree with you, Reddit user. Totally. Because Erica, while she, I believe she is just as delusional as Jen Shaw, she does have the presence of mind to keep her trap shut about it to a point i mean not successfully i mean as we'll as we'll speak about in this beverly hills episode but but yeah jen is messier jen is messier is what i'm trying to get at right because as i would because as i was saying that saying you know oh well, erica has the wherewithal and the and the logic and i'm thinking no not really erica's a fucking mess um so i'm really really excited and i'm very excited that meredith is coming at jen i really enjoy it uh, uh meredith kind of I, I liked Meredith last season. She's an odd duck. That 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 monotone voice and the disengaging. But she's really smart, you can tell. And clearly she listened to the fan criticism that she wasn't doing anything at the end of last season, disengaging with all, all the time and on the reunion, just sitting there and being like, Oh Andy, look at these look at these fools. Um, so I love that she's come to play. And I love that for some reason Jen is blaming her. For the indictment, sort of, kind of? Even though weren't the feds working on this case years before? You, like, Jen is wacko. Jen, Jen is just... Ugh. And, and the, the moment the trailer opens with her, with her plastic crying face all stretched out, uh, manic. It's not just it, it's screaming, real anger issues, real mental problems. Um, it, I... I got that familiar feeling of like, oh, fuck Jen Shaw. But the stakes have never been higher. And I'm very, very excited. And it, and it looks like they are really going to go there. And they're not just going to go there for Jen. They might go there for Mary. 
did Lisa fucking Barlow just sit down with a member of Mary's cult or some kind of cult insider to interview him about the cult? This is a great reality detective move, and it makes me think that Lisa is going to earn her paycheck this season. Because I really can't stand, you know, and we'll, again, we will get into it with Beverly Hills. I cannot stand blindly standing by people who have fucked up or who have really shitty things about them. That is like standing beside um, someone who has been accused of sexual assault or something and just being like, well, they're my friend. No, you can call people on shitty things. You're allowed. So, yeah. Anyway, so it just looks like we're going to get right into it. I'm excited. I missed these Mormons slash one Jewish woman slash cult leader slash secular? Heather? What is Heather? Well, she's lapsed. She's a she's a lapsed Mormon. I'm really excited. I, I What a great thing to wake up to this morning, eh? God, aren't we lucky? Aren't we living in a great time in, in history? We really are. Uh, because it's been on my mind, let's just get it over with. Ugh. Fucking goddamn mother fucking Beverly Hills. All right, let's open up the notebook. Let's see what I have written here. Okay. Fucking Erica, I've written. And Lisa, fuck Rena for supporting her. Apologize to Garcelle, Erica. Oh, boy. That was some bullshit right there. Um... So we we know that there was there was producer interference of some kind. Garcelle brought it up because that's what you do on a reality show. You bring stuff up and everyone attacked her. And then Erica ran off and cried and was melodramatic and played the victim. Like I said with Selena Val last week, you cannot control this narrative like from the inside out if there's this much media attention and legal attention and you're on a reality show and you're spilling all this tea but when the other women talk about it they're attacking you she's exhausting and she's a narcissist and let's be real they're all narcissists but um not a fun one not a fun one kathy hilton's a fun narcissist not not this girl um it really it really bugged me when she came back downstairs and people seemed to turn on garcelle why would you bring that up <laughs> fuck you rita seriously i have i have fuck you rita over and over and over again like um all work and no play make jack a doll boy from the shining it's it's actually deranged um apologize to garcelle erica garcelle was saying stuff like um you know that's not what i meant to happen and erica just be, keeps being like it's fine it's fine Again, she is being the um, <laughs> the quote unquote prosecutor of this interaction. She still has the uh, she's playing she's playing like she's above, like Garcelle did something wrong. Nah, apologize to her. She's trash. And we all know the real reason she leaves now in retrospect is because the L.A. Times article is about to come out. But no, she makes it about something else. And she's an asshole. Erica doesn't really give a shit about anybody but her herself. She doesn't care about feelings. Maybe she cares about Mikey because Mikey controls the glam. But no. Erica's completely self-obsessed. Um, fuck Rina. Fuck Erica. When when Garcelle said, I'm leaving, I the, right the moment before I had announced to my boyfriend, oh, I would just say I'm leaving at that point. Like, fuck all of you. I don't, I don't think I would have 
retain remained as composed as Garcelle did. I I was seething watching it like that secondhand anger because I do have I have a bit of an anger problem sometimes. I'm good at keeping it in, but like if if you know on a on a podcast where I I've, I've been asked <laughs> nobody asked me to share my opinion, but on a forum where I can share my opinion, you're going to get a lot of fury. All right? Uh Rina coming for Garcelle. Fuck you. I I, oh, guys, she needs to go. And why does Andy like her? I don't get it. Her, I get it. She produces. So what? We shouldn't see her producing. That's the whole point about being a good housewife. Sutton, I would say, is doing just as much producing in this season. And she's actually bringing real drama. Uh, but we, we're not seeing the strings. You know what I mean? We'll get into Sutton in a minute because Sutton has been super problematic but the way she is going at this Erica storyline is exactly what I wanted to see. Exactly. So I'm very happy with Sutton right now. Um, Again, more fuck off Rinna notes. I'm going through this. Kathy wants food. Okay. I, I, you know, I can't blame her. Okay. Oh, and this, this is what really bugged me when uh, Rinna wanted her to own it. Own it. Um, for calling her out on something, even though, I mean, I'm, I'm sure you've seen all the memes on Twitter and Instagram and blah, 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 where, um, you know, like, I think it was Bravo Historian maybe posted this, but it is a picture of Rena being like, we don't come for friends or something like that. And then like a flashback to, <laughs> were they doing coke in your bathroom? And, you know, Kim Rich- Richards being on the brink of death and she's an asshole. She's, she does, she doesn't mind her own business and she's an asshole and she, her whole thing is like, well, I'm starting drama because I'm on a reality show. Uh, and Garcelle does one thing at the prodding of the producers and suddenly she's public enemy number one. Fuck you. And, and seriously, if, can you imagine if Rinna said the same thing as Garcelle did in that conversation? Do you really think Erica would have reacted that way? No. No, because Garcelle is an outsider. And I'm not just talking racially, although that is also true. She is an outsider because we have the core four. The, the Fox Force 5 or 4 or whatever. I mean, who would it be now? It's Dorit, Erica. Oh, fuck Dorit, by the way. It's Dorit, Erica, Kyle, and Lisa. And they're the clique. And then you have Crystal and Sutton and Garcelle on the sidelines. Which makes me think that Sutton and, and Crystal need to team up. Because even though they had their shit, hopefully. I mean, they, they <laughs> like, fuck the core four. Although you can see little cracks in it, especially with Kyle. And then Dorit and her confessionals are already coming back too. But again, terrible showing from Dorit. Uh, but when, so when getting back to, see, this is what happens when I record the podcast on my own. It just becomes like literally a stream of consciousness. And hopefully it makes sense if you wrote it down, but I sincerely doubt it would. But back to the idea of Rinna telling Garcelle to own it. Uh, her performative bullshit. I can't with this performative bullshit. Um, I'm screaming at the television by this point. And then when Garcelle gives her an inch and says, well, I overstepped. And Lisa does that patronizing tone she does where she clearly, it, it is clearly telling us she thinks she's Oprah, right? She thinks she is um, the moderator of this discussion. She's the leader. She's the popular girl. Everyone loves her. No. Uh, she, when, when, when Garcelle says, I overstepped, Rene goes, okay, that's good. Trash. Trash. Things somehow get worse this episode when the women sit down 
And under the guise of, let's play a game from Kathy, <laughs> we get to I Don't See Color. And if we thought what Sutton says was stupid, get ready for even more stupid and racist and dumb. <laughs> Kathy Hilton being like, well, you know, I grew up with Michael Jackson and, and <laughs> he always said, don't see color, blah, blah, blah. Okay, Kathy, <laughs> what the fuck? The women still don't get it. And it's weird that Garcelle and Crystal have to explain this to them when it is Christmas. It is Christmas. I'm not saying that everyone was cured of racism last year. Not in any way. We know that. But as public figures who think they are liberal and, and you know, they love their gay fans and this and that. And they, and they really do present themselves, quote unquote, as woke as possible in their head. Clearly they're not. But that's how they want to be seen. You would think it's the same with Ramona and Luann. You would think they would do their homework. And you'd think that they would know by this time last, not this time last year, but Christmas last year, that saying, I don't see color is a slap in the face to women and people of color. I mean, what I will say is I'm glad they had this conversation on television because I'm glad that white people who seem to think that not acknowledging race or racial differences or their own wildly out of whack privilege is a way of not being racist. I'm, I'm glad that's available to them. I'm glad, I'm glad they can see how stupid that these women look when they say, I don't see color. That being said, that education comes at a cost, and that is Garcelle and Crystal having to educate. <sighs> and if I, a white girl who was watching this as a third party, is tired of this, I can't imagine being in those women's shoes at all. And I've never had to. Oy. And Dorit is just in fine, fine, fine form here, talking about how her mom's best friend is black and... She has people of color in her life. And then Garcelle calls her out on it and says, are the brown people in your life just people who work for you? And then Dorit clearly wants to apparate out of the situation. And she's like, no, but my God, these women just didn't shut up. They just didn't shut up. After this absolutely shitty dinner, Dorit makes a big stink about bringing one dish back to the sink. We're on vacation. Oh my God. They keep keep slinging around the help term and we need help and oh boy oh boy um ebony k williams where are you finally crystal and garcelle leave to go back to the hotel and that's when they kind of let loose and ellie the boyfriend i'm going to you know <laughs> i'm gonna talk about him and he points out oh now look they've they've let loose now that the women of color are gone yep oh boy um, then the LA Times article drops, and this is when things take a turn in the episode for me, because this is when Sutton, <laughs> something clicks, something, something clicks with Sutton. They use the word Ponzi scheme. It screams Madoff. Did you guys read this article when it first came out? If if not, it is worth a read. They go on about how long it is, but it's, you know, I think it's like a 10 minute read or something. I, I really enjoyed it. It's, it's a must read for sure. Um... Like the house, you know what we need? We need, because I just watched this true crime documentary this week, uh, this series on HBO. It's like, it's old news from, it's old news. It's the one about Patton Oswald's wife, Michelle McNamara, and how she helped track down and uh, write about the Golden State Killer. And eventually that hunt obsessed her and 
killed her more or less because um she was taking drugs to help her sleep and there was addiction issues blah blah blah, blah. very interesting but i thought damn the housewife and the hustler was great clearly <laughs> i mean it did have daniel stop but what i want is a six-part hbo series please um because that the la times article is great and i love that now in confessionals like i said we're starting to see dorit and kyle be like oh well you know what else don't we know no shit, what else don't we know? Erica has been pathologically lying for years and years and years. I've known her for five years. You've known her for six years. Kathy Hilton. I don't know her. <laughs> Dorit is, then has like a little speech about how, you know, well, this, this battle is going to be very expensive and long and that's what I feel worse about. Yes, because you're obsessed with money. They're, it's all about money with Dorit. But then later, I mean, I think probably <laughs> she read the article with a fine tooth comb or had had the help read it to her. And she's on the she's FaceTiming with Boy George and PK and saying that something doesn't add up. And PK is like, you know, stay far away from it. And then those st stupid fucking text message screenshots that showed Tom and his, his either current or former fling. Uh Erica drops them on Instagram and it's very messy and it's a move, right? It's a move. It's it's her trying to be like, look, he was an asshole. And look, it's not a, it's not a fraud divorce. That doesn't prove anything to me. It just proves you're an asshole and you don't have any allegiance to anybody, Erica. Who, who is your allegiance to? Who is your allegiance to? If this happened to any other woman, Erica would act like a total asshole to them. And, and she also seems to think like, and, and this is jumping up to the preview for next week's episode as well. Erica seems to think like the women are scared of her and that she still has this power. But no, it's eroding quickly. First off, the power was always in her head. These are all rich bitches. You know what I mean? Just because Erica is cold and rude doesn't mean she holds any power over them. Secondly, <laughs> she's... Oh, okay. So next... Okay, I'm just going to jump to the preview. Next week, obviously, Sutton is going to ask questions and they're going to call her on shit and she can't handle it because she's not that smart. And she's especially emotionally stupid and rather than react by being like okay what would look best on camera and you would think you'd be pretty you know out for looking good on reality tv if you have a big time lawsuit going on she immediately goes on the defensive and uh doubles down it's that jen shaw del delusion the delusions my friend um and so she's yeah she's acting like how dare you she's gonna threaten sutton fuck that but i love what sutton is doing she she invites them all over to dorit's house and tells them that she doesn't want to hang out with her anymore and yeah i wouldn't i wouldn't want anything to do with that i would immediately disavow anything she'd done i'd go in the press and be like that's a shame that's it's disgusting and blah 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 and like shit on erica and tom and then deal with erica being a cold bitch to me but guess what fuck erica Orphans and widows, baby. Orphans and widows. That's Beverly Hills. Let's talk about Potomac. Like I said, I, I think Potomac had a really, really strong start to the season, but I think we're in that kind of phase of any housewife season, usually, like a typical housewife season, where things, the storylines are being set up. The storylines are being set up. Uh, we're getting to know Mia. Mia's come to play. Like, uh, she's she's in a lot of the drama so far. And I think she's picking her battles, and that's extremely wise. 
I don't, I don't have like a huge opinion on her yet. She entertains me. I'll say that. I'll say that. Uh, and um, she has a really, really sad backstory. And I think it's cool that she's talking about it on the show. And I also think that this might sound cynical, but I don't mean it to be that way. I think it was smart that Mia showed her vulnerable side and shared her history in the foster system and and being abused and her father dying of AIDS with Giselle and Robin, who can relate because of Juan's parents, who also died of AIDS. I am not saying she did that to get in good with them, quote unquote, but her doing that did help them move past the petty drama of her, of that text. <laughs> I love, okay, maybe I do like Mia because I love her being like, I don't know what I'm rude. I didn't, sometimes you have to tell me. Like, <laughs> okay, I like her. But that was, that was a nice conversation. And um, yeah, uh, speaking of mamas, Ashley's had a second baby and he's so cute. I just, uh, man, why is Michael Darby in that beautiful little family? <laughs> that's, that's a shame, you know? Because Ashley, I just love her so much. I, as we know, as we all know, I have a soft spot. I have a soft spot for Ashley Darby. And her babies are cute. And she, uh, it's too bad she's got that that SOB sperminating her and making these children. No doubt they're his though, eh? She, they really look like Michael Darby. Uh, Giselle and Ashley get together. Blah, 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 blah. There's not a ton in this episode, to be honest. They're going to Williamsburg and Candace forgot to invite Ashley. Okay, I, I don't even care. That's incredibly funny to me because Candace knows exactly what she's doing. And you know what? I'd love to see a Candace type who is a producer and a Rinna type who thinks she is a producer and have them spar. Like what I think I think recently Rinna wrote something online like I would love to do a guest spot on Potomac. Bitch, those women would eat you alive and and rightfully so. You you have nothing going on. It's all it's all smoke and mirrors and Harry Helen and and calling him oh by the way calling him about the stupid manicure. I um, Candace is very produced. She knows exactly what she's doing. She's like, okay, I'm not going to invite Ashley because then that's like a little plot and that's a little shade and blah, blah, blah. But then Giselle just blows it anyway. And she's like, well, I'm going to invite you. <laughs> Doesn't go anywhere. Uh, but yeah, it, J- Candace gets a fun moment out of it. I am so up and down with Candace. Last year, I was like, team Monique, team violence. Um, and this, this year I'm like, okay, yeah, show me what your stupid pop career. Did you watch your music video? <laughs> I'm like a- a- asking you, like you could respond to me and I'll, I'll... okay, let's try it. You say yes when I say this. Okay. Did you watch the video? <laughs> it was okay. Right. It's not the worst. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Let's try it again. When this time, when I say, did you watch the video? Say no. All right. Did you watch the video? <laughs> you know what? It's worth a watch. Some of the housewives are in it. All right. There you go. We got our, we got our interaction down. Um, Giselle is so shady. <laughs> She's saying she wants to tell her children how not to live by Mia's example. That was very funny. Um, God, those old pictures of Giselle. She was so beautiful, eh? Oh my God. She is beautiful. She's gorgeous. But the, the, her in that pink, that pink number when she, in the, the hat when she was in college. Beautiful. I think she might be the most beautiful housewife ever, actually. And I'm still a team Karen, though. Clearly. Not a ton here. I kind of stopped taking notes once they got to Williamsburg. I was kind of just enjoying it. Like, Mia, again, is picking her battles. She decides not to give, make a big stink about the whole, you know, which room I'm in, blah, blah, blah. 
Um, Wendy wearing skimpy clothes? This is a non-issue. I don't like this plot. It's stupid. Them saying that Wendy's changed. Okay, whatever. That's dumb. That being said, I'm not Team Wendy this season. She seems to be kind of um, off, saying that she doesn't know anything about running a business. Starting the shit with Eddie. Eddie doesn't seem happy. And now are these, these there are these rumors that Eddie has a quote unquote, I've never heard this term before, side baby. <laughs> and like another family or something. That's, uh, that's not good. I hope it's not true because I love my Eddie. But it very well could be. You never know. I mean, men are trash, right? Men are trash. Doesn't matter how cute or nice they seem. Men continue to be trash. Especially straight men. Wendy seems to be doing the absolute most this season. You know, she's really trying. Uh, stripping on the bus was fun. We're going to get some more drama next week. Yeah, I don't have a ton to say about Potomac. And I didn't have a ton to say last week either. And I hope that changes, okay? I think we're just missing a little extra Karen. I mean, at the end, what did they have? Okay, okay, I forgot to talk about this. The whole Ray dying thing. Karen! Karen! Come on! But also Giselle being like, I am owed an apology! Giselle! Giselle! <laughs> Do you really think you're going to get an apology from La Grande Dame? No. Although we do get a fairy. I just want Ray to pay his bills. Are you talking to me? <laughs> These women. Even like kind of a meh episode. Like again, like a transition episode. We get some gold. They're very, very funny. But I will say I'm missing Ashley. Let's get Ashley up there. I know she's had a baby. But get her in there. Also, baby, my birthday. That's my birthday, March 2nd. So I just, you know, have a real affinity for little Dylan Darby. Dylan Darby. Oh, I just realized they're doing Dean Darby, Dylan Darby. Ugh. <laughs> the Kardashian inging. Inging, inging, inging. Uh, great. Excited for the rest of the season, though, because it does look like there's going to be a lot of fun drama. Uh, let's move on to New York. So like I said, I recorded this with my boyfriend. Afterwards, he was like, Oh my God, I hope I was okay. And then I kind of felt bad because I was interrupting him the whole time we were doing this because a boyfriend's not like a regular guest that I would have on here where I'm like really actively listening and trying not to interrupt because I am an interrupter as I've been told many times. Um, with him, I was just like, no, 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 move it on. Come on, let's go. I kept doing the, <laughs> this is so bitchy. I kept doing like the motion for like, come on with my finger, like, like around and around like a windmill. Like, let's get to the point. The poor bastard. But he did great. So I'm proud of him. Uh, so here is that. Um, and an announcement before I kick over to that. Because if someone's like, oh, I don't care. I'm, I'm getting out of this podcast right now. I'm going to take a couple weeks off from the podcast. Um, it's summertime. I'm vaxxed. I want to, like, chill the fuck out for a little bit and get drunk and not worry about recording the podcast for a couple weeks. So I'll either be back in two or three weeks, either way, tune back in when we come back in. So make sure to subscribe to us on where? Apple Podcasts, wherever you listen to podcasts. I don't know where else you can listen to podcasts other than Apple Podcasts, Spotify. Um, and leave us a review too. I'll say thank you for listening. And then I'll throw it over to me from two days ago. And uh, my boyfriend, Ellie, who's here to talk all about Black Shabbat. Bye-bye. Shabbat Shalom, Ellie Weinstein. Welcome. <laughs> That's so stupid. You're, you're gonna you're gonna go with that one. Yeah, we're gonna, okay, okay. We're gonna, we're gonna go Shabbat Shalom, Emily. <laughs> Emily Richardson. Okay, explain to us. Um, okay, introduce yourself. Who are you? Hi, I'm Eliyahu Shalom Weinstein. 
aka Ellie Weinstein. Yeah, this is my boyfriend, and that is his real name. I didn't know when I met you that what Eliyahu was, which is what is it Hebrew for Elijah? He, yeah, yeah, Hebrew for Elijah or Hebrew for God is my God. Okay, and then Shalom, <laughs> Shalom. I didn't know was not just like a greeting. I didn't know it could be a name. Yeah, it just means peace. And then Weinstein's Weinstein. Weinstein. It is what it is. Um, (laughs) All all that being said, very Jewish. Yeah, so very Jewish. So that's why I asked you, um, plus I didn't have a proper guest this week. (laughs) And nobody wants to hear me talk all by myself the whole time. So I thought I'd invite you on to discuss, to discuss, I accidentally said discuss, but that can be applied here as well. The Black Shabbat episode of New York. Mm-hmm. And we uh, just watched it. There was a lot of emotions you had. Yeah. And not just Jewish related, but... And general cringing uh, throughout the episode. Because, like, the whole thing is like, okay, is this going to be a fetishization of Judaism? Because, like, I've known a lot of people who are like, oh, I've always wanted to be Jewish. Yeah. Or, like, I've always wanted to date a Jew as if it's, like, a rite of passage kind of thing. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, I had a fling with a Jew, that kind of thing. I feel like people kind of just want to have, like, a taste of, like... A taste of the Jew. Of the Jew. That would be, like, more, like, I don't know. It's, like, trendy. It's kind of, like, the culture kind of thing. Yeah. It's, like, my unorthodox life and all that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're watching that. I don't I don't love... So this is my orthodox... My unorthodox life yeah. on Netflix. We watched that a bit. I don't know. It's something about her I didn't love. I felt like... I mean, listen. I watched The Real Housewives. I'm used to some fake-ass storylines, but also I can smell the bullshit from a mile away, and I found that everything she did was fake, even though I I liked her story. The whole idea of it is, like, Jews are just like us, right? It's the same kind of draw behind Salt Lake City, where it's just, like, Mormons are just like us, that kind of thing, and just, like, they're human, they're also trying to get away from this, like, oppressive culture and that kind of thing, which is totally true for, like, Orthodox Judaism. Mm -hmm. But, like, yeah, with, like, Black Shabbat, it was just like, okay... (laughs) Is this legit? And I, I do feel like Ebony's uh, intentions were, like, genuine. You know what I mean? Just reaching out between the black community and the Jewish community. Yeah. But she just involved a lot of players <laughs> that brought nothing to the table. <laughs> I would say they took the table away. Yeah. Um, okay, let's start from the top of the episode. But I do want to get into that kind of, like, fetish... Fetish... You know me now. I can't speak. That fetishization is that how you say that word fetishization fetishization um and like kind of like exoticizing uh jewish people anyone basically who's not just like basic old white christian us white christians it's it's like the safe exoticism right it's just like they're exotic but don't worry they're still white yeah we're yeah yeah, it's like an italian thing just like just just like ramona says jews and italian have a lot in common Mm -hmm. (laughs) um okay so Leah's speaking. Leah's Leah's converting to to become Jewish. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. I like the most common like fake conversion thing is like people who just kind of convert for their husband or for their wife, yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. And so that's when you kind of know ish that it's just like they don't really care about being Jewish. They just yeah. wanna whatever. But for like Ramona, I mean, I don't know a ton of context. Leah, it. not Ramona. I just have Ramona on the brain. Yeah. Constant thing about Ramona. You got... Okay, well, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But for Leah, yeah, it's just like... uh, Maybe. Yeah, totally. It came came out of nowhere. Yeah. Maybe it's genuine. Like, she did a good job with those prayers. Yeah, you were really impressed. Yeah, even when she was just practicing in the beginning of the episode, I was just like, yeah. What prayer did she sing? Did you... Do you know the exact one? Yeah, for lighting the candles. What is... How does it go? Baruch Shabbat. And that directly translates to the bigger the mezuzah, 
yeah, closer to God. Yeah, I, I messed up that prayer too. Any Jew that heard that would be very disappointed in me. Yeah, probably. You're probably going to get kicked out of the community. But it is funny. Of all the real housewives, there's the odd Jewish cast member. Like you got the Jill Zarin. And this, I'm Ellie, I'm saying yeah. this to the listening audience out there, not to you. I'm not explaining who Jill Zarin is. I'm not dumbing down my housewives knowledge for you. Right. Um, <laughs> there's Jill Zarin. I mean, there's Meredith Marks from Salt Lake City. Yeah. Formerly Lisa Barlow before she, for some reason, converted to Judaism or uh, to Mormonism. But there aren't, there's less than you would think, especially on New York. So, but like, always friend of? Or there no, main... there was, no, there were mains. Like, Meredith is Salt Lake City and Jill Zarin loomed large the first three or four seasons yeah. of New York. But uh, it just didn't work out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that's all I gotta say about that. All right. You just, cool. for, for the listeners... For the listeners at home, Ellie just looked at me completely <laughs> dead-eyed. She <laughs> <laughs> did not give one shit about anything I just said. Jill Zarin, yeah, totally. <laughs> Jill Zarin, yeah. Anyway, so she does the, um, she does the mezuzah, and yeah. she uh, practices bracha, lahadlik nerzel shabbat, which is lighting the candles for Sabbath. Okay. Shabbat. Um, and I didn't, okay, when I started dating you, I didn't really get what Shabbat was. Right. I knew that, like, every Friday, some religious Jewish people got together. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, like, a Christmas Eve every weekend. And when you came to the first Shabbat dinner. Because Ellie's parents do it every single week. Every week. Every, his family does it every week. Yeah. I think you were expecting, like, a, just a short affair kind of thing. Everyone sits down to eat. And then it became, like, a, a full three-course meal, meal with, like, a filter fish and herring and chicken soup. Listen, there was a lot of delicious stuff there, but gefilte fish was, and like, I don't think your mother will ever listen to this. And no. plus, it's not your mother's fault. No, it's, it's the, from a can. It's from a can, and it's not, this is all gefilte fish, I'm saying. It's absolutely fucking disgusting. <laughs> it's good. I hope that's put, not offensive. It's but not it's offensive. Disgusting. It's good if you put enough, like, really strong horseradish on top, which is You really, know I don't like horseradish. I know, yeah, it's... it's it's, it's not great. It's an acquired taste. No, I love a lot of Jewish food, though. I mean, okay, so Luann made a, a mistake here when she referred to Shabbat dinner as a Seder. Yeah, yeah. She's like, I can't wait for the, the Seder, which is like a, the whole different thing. Big whoop. The the least of the sins to come. Yeah. Yeah, I would say that is incredibly true. So not much happened this episode otherwise. Ramona wants to be a real estate agent. She's very rude. Well, that will come as well. Ebony hired a genetic investigator and uh, it's funny. I was so, I'm so used to seeing like frauds on this show, like psychics, life coaches, meditation experts, uh, that when this woman came in, this genetic expert, a genetic investigator came in to help Ebony. I was like, oh, what's her bullshit she's trying to sell? And then I realized, oh, she's like a real scientist type and or like, you know, genealogical researcher. Yeah, she's just she's a nerd a for science, yeah, which is just great because he's just she's just a normal person. But I'm so I mean? programmed to see these these people as like fraudsters. Yeah. I was I was like, what's she trying to do to Ebony? But no, Ebony's wanting to find her dad. Which that's all just set up for the next episode. Yeah, and then yeah, that's Ebony's storyline. Honey, they got they that's her storyline. She's sticking with this season. Okay. Okay. Do you understand? I understand. Thank you. And then finally, the last thing I'll point out before getting into the actual dinner was Sonia goes on a matchmaking date with this guy, Brad. He seemed nice. He seemed whatever. He seemed, like, I don't think he's Sonia's type. He seemed Jewish. Did he seem Jewish? I feel like he was Jewish. 
I don't know. Well, wow, it was a really Jewish-themed episode. I'm glad you're I don't know. Maybe not. Maybe it was just me, but he just seemed like he had a lot of back problems. (laughs) (laughs) Which is common amongst my people. I think it's common amongst any kind of people. All right. Um, We start with Sonia, who's in fine form this week. I'm ready to Shabbat Shalom! Yeah, okay, here's the thing, right? She says Shabbat Shalom as if there's like an extra W after every vowel. Shabbat Shalom. Which is like her way of being like, isn't this a weird language? This yeah. weird foreign language that I'm like, I learned two words of. And she's like, oh my god. Well, she's an idiot. I love her, but she's a fucking idiot. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you, like, Ellie, you can do that, like, sound. Yeah. It is in everything in Hebrew, so I can't do it. Okay, Archie, Archie is fascinating, but we'll get to her in a second. But initially, I was kind of, this is going to sound wild, Team Ramona, when she was talking about Leah zooming in to the um, the live Shabbat affair, because I fucking hate Zoom, number one. I hate it, I hate it, I hate it. Uh, and number two... I hate when one person is on Zoom and is trying to, like, impede on a real live gathering. It's really awkward, and it stilts everything, and you, nobody talks normally. No. Now, I think that Ramona was rude about that, and then Ramona totally went off the deep end and lost any goodwill she had with me. Yeah, it was really awkward when, like, Leah was, like, being placed on the table, and she's like, oh, I feel shrunk down. If I was there, I would have been thinking, shut the fuck up. You're on a phone. You can't be here. It's time to get over it. Well, she was just kind of battling for screen time at that point. For you think so? I think she was just like, yeah. I want to have my voice heard, that kind yeah. of thing. Which is like, okay, great. But like, trust me, you'll look better in the long run to just like sit back and let the girls self-explode. Yeah, it's true. Self-explode. Um, what do you think about Archie? Jubilong? What was Jubilong. it? Jubilong? Um, like, that's such a normal thing in the Jewish community. Just like, yeah, have a Shabbat or like a Shabbat dinner where you bring in people from this community or that community. Mm-hmm. It's a fairly normal thing. But I feel like with this, it was just like, oh, if it was legit. Yeah, exactly. If it was a legitimate, like, outreach thing, like, well, I, I wouldn't bring Bravo into it to begin with. That's not helpful at all. Well, the thing is, Ellie, you can't really trust anybody who agrees to go on these shows. They always have an MO. Like, if I went on there... I would totally have an ulterior motive. Yeah. Totally. Like, you shouldn't trust it. Okay. And, and it, like, makes me think, of, okay, how much connection did Ebony actually have with anybody else that was there? She went to Israel with two of those three people. Oh, by the way, her black guests said basically all of three or four words. Yeah. I got a big kick out of when, when Sonia was like, can we please listen to the blacks and the Jews? And then <laughs> the, the woman there was like, the blacks and the Jews? I need another margarita. <laughs> I mean, they oh did, they did give good face. They sure. gave, yeah, they gave good face. Um, sit down, shiksa. So basically, Ramona implodes. It's like the worst. It's Ramona on her worst behavior because suddenly she thinks she still has a job. Like maybe she was on her better behavior earlier on in the season because she was scared. And I think all the fear has washed away and it's back to the Ramona show. And she uh, she's fucking terrible. <laughs> I mean, the thing... <laughs> The thing with what Ramona was doing that, that it was not just her being selfish and being like, I want this all about me. But, like, she just did not at any core understand what this night was about. Right? Well, the night was about 
I mean, it was another discussion about, you know, privilege and... But she's so... She gets so triggered. So that whole idea of white fragility is entirely her. It's like, she really would associate with the kind of people that would be like, yeah, white people are prosecuted against... Persecuted against... Persecuted or prosecuted? What's the difference? Prosecuted is... Trespassers will be prosecuted. I think prosecuted... Prosecuted means... If you're if you're um, soliciting here, you can get prosecuted by the law. Okay, persecuted. whereas persecuted is like religious persecution yeah. or yeah. discrimination. That kind of thing. Okay. Correct. Should I have known that? Is that stupid that I didn't know? No, that? it's it's unnecessarily. Similar. Do you know what also gets me confused? And I know this has like really nothing to do with persecution, prosecution, but effect and effect, effect mm-hmm. and effect. I don't know the difference between that. Don't mm-hmm. tell me. Don't tell me. I'm not, I don't care. I, I, okay, I love you, but I don't care. Okay. Um. You were screaming at Ramona. You were like, shut up, Ramona! Yeah, yeah, yeah. When was that? I I, I mean... Uh, when do you have that? Constantly. Uh, we've all paid the price. When she said, well, we've all paid the price. Like, what What price have you paid? The Your Jews own... hated her at university. Yeah, that, that was, honestly, I'm not going to lie, that was borderline anti-Semitic right there. Jews, in general, don't try to, like, go out of their way to get in people's business. I think... Any Jewish person who goes to college back in the early 70s isn't going up to Christians and being, like, like bullying like, them for being Christian. Yeah, that's I not think it a might thing. be the opposite. Jewish people hated you in college? I'm sure everybody hated yeah. you in college. Yeah. I, I got a big laugh out of that. I was discriminated. Shut the fuck up. Literally shut the fuck up. And then Lou says, now we've gone from Italian persecution to Ramona persecution in college. And then I was boycotted. And then she goes to the washroom, and then and then they. I gotta sneeze. Bless you. Gesundheit. Gesundheit. Is that Yiddish? It's Yiddish. Okay. For for good health. Good health. Okay. Okay. Actually, and this is an interesting thing, and I didn't know this, but I'm I'm sure there's Jewish listeners and people who are halfway knowledgeable about religion that are like, duh. But Ellie, what is the difference between Hebrew? The language is Hebrew and Yiddish. I mean, Hebrew is the language of like the bible and of like the holy land that has only been revitalized in the past 50 years and, and why then, was it revitalized for the past 70 we, years really right because oh, yeah, 1950 right yeah, yeah. um because of the creation of the state of israel uh before that so the world war ii yeah, yeah, yeah. uh before that yiddish was just kind of like this an amalgam of like french and german and other languages and Polish. And so it was incredibly european based yeah it was just kind so of once World War Two kind of fucked your people over. People turned away from that language, right? Because of Europe, right? Am I wrong? Not, not really. Not really that. No, Is that I've it, been telling people that. Yeah, that, that's <laughs> that's wrong. You're lying to people. Um, no, they didn't. People had nothing against Europe. They're just like they want to have a culture and a language of their own. Like, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. But it was kind of a turning of their back on that, right? And turning towards their their. So okay, all right. <laughs> Sure. I'm hungry. Anyway, why are you asking about Yiddish and Hebrew? I was just thinking it was interesting. Like, that when I first started dating, I learned a bunch about Judaism. and Or maybe I didn't, based on that last conversation we had. But that was the most, like, oh, thing to me. Because I just had no clue why they were different languages or what, when they were used. So, like, basically, if you go to shul or, you know, synagogue, you're always speaking Hebrew, right? Yeah. Any prayers in Hebrew, right? Well, in the prayer. Yeah, not, like, in between. Or not when yeah. people. But, um, so, like, okay. 
and maybe you can slot this in wherever you, the hell you want to do it. But don't when, tell me how to fucking edit. Okay, fine. <laughs> when Leah was doing her prayer and everyone was, you know, like Luann and, and Sonia were like, oh my God, that's so touching. I, you know, yeah. do you think that was legit or was that performative? Sonia, I'm going to sometimes give more of a pass because I think she does have a good heart, even though, you know, her motivations aren't always good, but I think maybe there they were. But I also think she was laying it on extra thick, and so were the other women. But why? Because Ramona just shit the bed, figuratively for once, and they wanted to look extra good in comparison and not be compared to her. Yeah, okay. And they wanted to be like, oh, good, good Hebrew. Right, right, right. Which is shitty in its own right, but it's not as blatantly shitty as... Well, it, just, it just also came down to, like, racism and that the fact that the black people at that table said nothing. And then when they were trying to talk about the relationship between black people and Jewish people, Ramona was just making it all about her. And it's not fun. It's not fun. I think we need to get rid of her at the end of the season. Oh, 100%. If she was anything but a reality TV star, you'd make an apology about that kind of shit. Because that was so inappropriate. She doesn't give a shit, really. I know. She's fucking deranged. Um, and she also thinks she's untouchable. Although I, I did read that she's getting into the real estate game because there are rumors that she might get fired. And I think she will. But then there are those brilliant moments of comedy. And I'm going to end on, I cry at night. I wish I was born Jewish. I don't know how. I, I, I oh, that, mm, that was something special. And I loved it. And I know it was wrong that I loved it, but, you know, you look at a car wreck, right? And you you, you want to see who died. And R.I.P. Ramona. But so. this is the whole thing, is that, like, she claimed that she is such a victim. And it's just, like, you're, you're white. You have everything. So rich, white person. And then, Ellie, you don't really know this, but Ramona's whole thing, these, anytime she, like, really freaks out, not anytime, but a lot of the time she'll blame her bad relationship with her father and start fake crying. Yeah. So it's just a lot of excuses. And she's, well, I think like she's just centering herself in this conversation because it's not about her and she wants to be the victim. She can't stand not being the victim. She yeah. thought because she, she thought because she had a shitty relationship with her dad and she was a woman yeah. that she had all the victimhood she'd ever need. Yeah. But alas, the conversation has changed and fuck Ramona. I think we can all agree. Fuck Ramona. Is that how should yeah. we should end this? Oh, 100% fuck Ramona. All right. Thanks, Ollie. I love you. Thank you. I love you too. Bye. Bye. <laughs> <laughs>